Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard. You're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Marianne Pageant. Marianne Pageant finds people fascinating and is passionate about empowering and inspiring them. The learning part for her never ends as she has been taking courses and uses a variety of coaches for the past 35 past years. She is a bit of a course junkie. Marianne is an international award-winning best-selling author, Guinness World Record holder and participant, an empowerment coach, workshop facilitator, retreat leader, ordained minister, award winner with International Forum for Advancement in Healthcare, an international best-selling author, Reiki master, meditation specialist, kundalini yoga teacher, and soon to be a digital TV host and real estate agent with EXP Realty. Definitely an eclectic variety that keeps her busy. Welcome to the podcast, Marianne. Thank you so much, Kimberly. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me here. And good morning to everyone who's listening (laughs) or wherever they are in the world. (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, your list of things that you've done or learned or know (laughs) is about as long as mine is. (laughs) I'm I'm older, so I've done a few things and I pivot a lot. What could I say? You know, you start here, you end up here, you go here, this happens, you know, divorce happens, you shut down a business, things change and off you go. (laughs) Yeah. So why don't you start out? start out tell us with your younger life where did you actually start this journey and and maybe tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are and how you got to fit all these things into your life along the way (laughs) oh geez so when when I was younger I actually um I actually did retail I I had you know a part-time job when I was in high school and I really liked retail and I did really well and I'm like wow I really like it you know you get discount on clothes everything is so you know fabulous Mm -hmm. sales is like what you just sit there and get to talk to people all day and then they buy stuff and you get some commission on top of that like how great is that Mm -hmm. and then um turned out I could manage people pretty good. So management, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So 22 years in retail. And then I'm like, okay, you know what, this is not going to be a good industry for me to age in because my feet were starting to hurt because there's a lot of standing on your feet. And, and when I was 16, I discovered meditation and yoga. And that's when I started doing it because I, I, I had uh, mild scoliosis in my back. So it's it, scoliosis for, you know, your spine just goes into like an S shape a little bit. And it wasn't, it wasn't extreme, but it was enough that when I was 16 years old, I bent over to pick something up and I couldn't get back up. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> for a 16 year old, that's a little intense. And I was fit. Like I did yoga again, there was stretching involved. So um, and then I would have like sinus infections all the time. And I was thinking, what is happening here? And then I read an article and it was about Linus Pauling, who is the Nobel Peace Prize winner and also uh, uh, a Nobel Prize for chemistry. I think it was, I think it was for chemistry anyway. So he had two and his was on vitamin C. And then I got into vitamins and I'm like, wow, you could do all this with vitamin. You can fix all these things. So I started taking vitamins and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I feel so much better. And one thing led to another. And then the wellness thing, it just kind of snowballed. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's all this energy healing. How cool is that? And then I learned Reiki. So I've been a Reiki master for probably, gosh, like maybe 35 years by now. And teaching it, doing it, teaching it, teaching it, teaching it. <laughs> the only reason I stopped was COVID. And I thought, how am I going to teach Reiki? So I, I haven't really figured out how to do it yet online. <laughs> because I think it is, you could probably do it. But anyways, I, I just haven't done that one. And then I went to Europe. <laughs> I took off to Europe for a while. I had my own clothing store there. I got married. Um, I'm Croatian. So I went to Croatia. And I learned how to massage. And then that sort of led into aesthetic school, <laughs> I had my own spa, then we came back here, then I had, I had my own spa for about 11 years, 
Then I went to a local BIA business improvement association meeting and I met the manager of a bank and then her and I clicked and she said, you should come work at the bank. And I was just starting to get bored with the spa. And I'm like, yeah, she's right. I should try the bank. <laughs> so I went to the bank. I worked at a bank for about three years at one. Then I went to another one. I became a mortgage agent. <laughs> she said, you should do mortgages. You're really good. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I like mortgages. It's fun. And then then I decided to become a real estate agent. And the whole time I've been taking all kinds of healing courses. I mean, I can't, we don't have that kind of time. Like there's so many. Uh, <laughs> and so we did that. And then I got my real estate license. And then I hooked up with a friend of mine on Facebook. And she says, oh my gosh, I'm looking for, um, when I was a mortgage agent, it said business development manager on my business card. And she goes, I'm looking for a business development manager. She goes, it's actually right on your title. She goes, that's exactly what I need. And she was a, like a headhunting recruiting agency. So I went to go work there while I was doing the real estate, while I was doing the healing. And then we got into doing retreats, numerous years, actually retreats started earlier than that. And then I started doing international retreats and only got to really one Hawaii. And then it kind of slowed down. Then I got busy at work da, 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 and then COVID came and then I pivoted again. And I'm like, wow, um, the recruiting wasn't quite so well anymore. And I thought, okay, maybe this is my sign for a pivot because I was already there for eight years. <laughs> this is it. You got to go where you're guided. So I went back into real estate, but I feel like I needed a change. So I shifted brokerages. And now I'm at this really amazing brokerage called VXP Realty. And it's international, which I think that was where I was going. Now I want to I want to work internationally. So I want to do international retreats. I want to do, you know, the real estate with the international because now I can I can refer you someone like if you want to buy something in India, I could refer you an agent there right so like it's it's really kind of cool and then the retreats are international I want to go off and do that and get to travel and explore the world and also helps other people too because you know there's all these brain synapses that go click click when you start traveling and see new and try new things so yeah and then I became an author <laughs> thanks to Robert J. Moore uh, you know we connected I was taking an integrative medicine course uh, we met through that. And then he says, yeah, you know, you should write a book. You should write some books. So, you know, one thing led to another. And he got me to commit to writing a chapter in 21 books. All in like one week. He got me to do like to commit to this. And I'm thinking, are you out of your mind? I'm not doing that many books. Like, let's see, like, who is this person? And now he's my coach. And now he's my publisher. And after writing 10 other books, actually nine other books with, uh, with other people and a chapter, I finally got my own. Awesome. So, <laughs> so there, that's my sh short version of my short story. <laughs> actually, this is going to be a series of 12. So <laughs> there's going to be a lot of writing. <laughs> yes. So let's just talk about the basic that so many people talk about is, is talked about so much that I don't even know if it has a definition anymore, but what kind of a mindset do you need to create a life like that? Where first of all, you're going into new different things almost constantly, almost every few years or in, and even at the simultaneously um, where, you know, so many of us, I know I was, even though I've done lots of different things, it's all within my um, training. So I'm a behavioral optometrist. So I've done that for 30 years. So, you know, there's other things I've done as I'm doing that, but I still stayed in my basic career, if you will. Right. So what kind of a mindset, what kind of a mindset has, first of all, the courage. Thank you. To keep walking into new things that you have no experience with, basically, you kept walking into new things during your whole life. What does, what, how do you develop a mindset like that? Or you just come in into the world and you're that way? Um, no, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. There was, there was 
no, no. <laughs> I had to work on my, I, I've been working on my mindset consciously since I was 16. Like at 16, so much happened. Uh, you know, I was, I was always very super social, you know, typical teenager wants to go out and stuff, but I was always interested. I remember one time, you know, you know, girls, you're getting ready, you know, your friend comes to pick you up and you're not ready yet. So she comes into your bedroom, right? Helps you pick out what you're going to wear. You're putting on makeup or jewelry or whatever. And beside uh, my bed on the, um, on the, uh, the nightstand was a book called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And I can't remember the author right now. And she goes, what's this? And I go, um, and I was too embarrassed to tell my friends that I was so intrigued by this because nobody understood any of what I was talking about. And so I just said, oh, that's for a school project. <laughs> it was a first school project, but I just didn't want my friends to think I was weird. And now I just don't care if they think I'm weird. <laughs> so I was always intrigued. Uh, by psychology. My dad was bipolar and had, uh, you know, we had, it was quite an interesting household to grow, grow up in that. And, uh, you know, my parents were immigrants. I came here when I was six years old. In fact, today is my 53 year anniversary. So my parents are both deceased now, but um, uh, 53 years ago today, we came to Canada so from Croatia and I was six years old <laughs> and that was uh that was that was an interesting experience you want to talk about new I think a lot of my adjustments started right there because I just started school which is already traumatic for kids right uh they don't have kindergarten and whatever in Croatia so it was like you start grade one that's it and then I came here and I went into a school where I didn't speak the language <laughs> so Luckily, it was downtown Toronto, and there was a lot of immigrants. And so we actually had an entire class for just the English language. So all immigrants went to this class, and we learned basic things, you know, like pen, pencil, paper, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I did that for about six months, and then I picked up the language real quick. So, and then shortly after that, we moved. Shortly after that, we moved, and then we moved again. And then I moved back to Croatia. I went to university for a year, then I came back, then I decided to go back, then I stayed there for 12 years. So yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> I lived life. I think life is meant to be lived. So this is my favorite saying, I can and I will. It is, it is literally what takes me through life. Um, I don't give up. Even my old boss used to say, she goes, man, she goes, even if, even if it's like a really tough deal, just give it to her. Cause she just won't, I'll, I'm like, a, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. You just, you keep going, you know? And then I had to learn how to let go. Okay. Let go and then keep going and then let go and keep going to the next thing. And then at some point you just have to sort of surrender to what I, I like to call my higher self. You know, and you just, okay, intuitively, I'm being guided here. I'm being, and sometimes you're just being guided and then guided and then guided and then guided and then pushed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it was like, even the last two years of, of being at this job, I was like, ah, I had these vibes, like, you know what? I should, I should do something else. I don't know what though, but I, I liked where I was. I had a great office. It was fun. I didn't want to leave. And I thought, why do you want me to leave? No, I like it here. And then it was like, boom, COVID came and everything kind of froze. And now it's like, um, okay, now you're going to have to pivot again. And I'm like, geez, really? Like I'm, at that time, I was like 58 years old. And you want me to pivot again? Can I just stay here for a while? Nope. <laughs> so sometimes it's not really up to me, I think. <laughs> That's that my makes story. Sense. That makes it's sense. a long answer, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you said you grew up in Croatia and then, you know, as an adult, you went back again and then you're back here again. Um, just uh, compare and contrast the lifestyle Croatia versus you're in Canada, Canada, U.S. What's the differences? What's the, I don't know if want to say pros and cons, but what's the wonderful things you like about it and that you don't like about it compared to, you know, being in North America? Well, if I tell you that I was in Croatia during the war, and that's like a whole other story that we didn't even <laughs> prior to this discuss. Uh, so I was six when I came here. 
you know, we had, my dad has a very large family. In fact, one of his brothers is married to one of my mom's cousins. So like we were very, very close. My parents are from a very small place, uh, you know, small town. Uh, they basically live down the street from each other. So there's a lot of people that, so there was a lot of that. And then, you know, we came here and it was just my uncle and that's it. And then, you know, eventually, you know, they built up whatever friends and stuff. So <laughs> that was, uh, Canada was, you know, this is the place where you come, you have a job. These are the expectations. You're 15, 16. Like, I, I mean, I started working with my mom in the factory at like at 13 part-time in the summertime. Then I worked with my friend's mom and then I was finally legal at 16 and I could work. So these were all sort of illegal <laughs> working times at that time. Um, just, you know, a little bit. And then uh, I started working in retail and stuff. And so I was always working, working, working. And then when I got to Croatia and I'm looking at my cousins, my friend, you know, whatever, and I make friends super fast, easy, because I'm an only child. So um, if I don't make friends easy, I don't have friends. It's going to take forever, right? There's no sisters or brothers to rely on. And so um, they just relaxed and enjoyed life. They did nothing. There was no, what do you mean? What do you mean you have a part-time job in the summertime? Well, don't you go out and relax? I'm like, no. <laughs> so it was relaxing, more fun. Life was easier. There wasn't quite a focus on money. Whereas here, if you want to achieve something, this is the place to come. And the opportunities were certainly far bigger here than over there. And so I learned about money and managing money in a bank account and all that. Whereas my cousin was like, yeah, I'm not going to work until I'm done with university and I'll be 20 something when I finally go to work. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I will have worked for like almost 10 years by then. That's amazing. And so there was a lot of fun. There was a lot of freedom. Uh, you know, uh, my parents were here and I was over there. So my father was very strict. So the <laughs> level of freedom that I felt over there was insane. But then interestingly enough, I got a job there. <laughs> so I worked, I worked, uh, I didn't even tell you all about these. I worked as a bartender. I worked as a nanny for two twin boys. Uh, I worked in a flower shop. I worked in a boutique and then I opened up my own boutique. So I had my own clothing store for men, women, and children. And then we had custom tailoring. So I had that for about four years. Then I learned how to massage. And then that, that set me onto the whole, let's do aesthetics, let's do more healing, let's do more of that. So, yeah, so that was the difference. And then I was there and the war came and I got a chance to spend some time in a bomb shelter. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. So until one night, because uh, we lived in a condo, so every little I don't even, I don't even like a, like a little neighborhood almost would have their own personal bomb shelter. And so we were coming down and you can't, I lived on the 10th floor of a condo building and we always had to take the stairs. Thank goodness I was younger back then because <laughs> sometimes we'd have to go like four or five times in a day. And it, this was dark and we were going into the bomb shelter and you can't like, you have to use a flashlight, but you can only click it on and off. You can't really leave it on because then people will shoot like they're sniperists. And I could just feel the bullet go boom right beside my knee. Like it hit my, my pant leg. Mm -hmm. So it just must've missed my knee by like millisecond or like millimeter. I don't even know how, how much. And I'm like, Oh, that was not that good. And that night was really intense. It was, it was, it was intense, you know, and, and the bomb shelters were pretty full. So you could just sit cross-legged like you're meditating for hours because you can't move and there's babies crying and there's, you know, all kinds of things going on. And I'm just going, and my parents are all like, what are you doing there? Get the heck out of there. Get the heck out of there. You know, every day on the phone, come home. Would you get over here? You know, so that you're safe and you know, whatever. And my husband had to, you know, he had to volunteer and he had to go and, 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 uh, you know, like they were obliged and not, he would, he would have gone anyways, but, um, yeah. So half the time I was there by myself and 
And then that was the night that I thought, yeah, you know, this was kind of intense. Maybe I should go. And then, and then after that, I kind of left. But yeah, it was interesting. And it was interesting driving out of the country because we had to drive without any lights. We had to, uh, we had to go into neighboring Austria, and that's where I kind of flew out of to to go to Canada. But we had to drive for I don't know hours and hours to get to the airport there in the dark. So that you don't get shot at. So it was, it was yeah, there's a movie there. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely there's a movie there. Uh, wow. So wow. So you met your husband in Croatia then? Yes. Yeah, we, so. we met there and then we lived there for quite some time. Then we decided to come here. Um, actually, after that, that's when I came back. And, um, and then he stayed there. And then he, uh, he ended up coming here after about a year. He joined me here and he acclimated okay, but he never really liked it here. So he wanted to go back. So then we went back. <laughs> so we did that whole like moving container onto the boat. It was like, oh my gosh. Um, he was a really good packer. So God bless him. <laughs> so we did that. And so we did that a few times. And then we went back and then things were just not economically good over there after the war. Like there was a lot of, as you can imagine, unrest and, you know, uh, it was, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot. And it was just, it just wasn't, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling the energy anymore. It was time for me to go. So I stayed for, I think three years and then I left again. And then he came here, we came here. Um, yeah. And we stayed here for, well, we stayed here and then, uh, and then we separated, so things didn't quite work out, but we were together for a very long time. We're still amicable, you know, 18 years, I guess for me, that's a lot of time. So <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of time. Did he have a similar personality where he could just go with the flow or he was more, he wanted to be stable. Yeah. 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 Stable. <laughs> No, no. go with the flow is, is yeah that's a tough one it's a tough one for a lot of people right because we all want that security right mm -hmm. I sometimes do security too you know I said to myself as well okay at 50 I'm gonna start thinking about my retirement because I've always worked for myself so there's nothing coming in from anywhere you know some small amount that we may have here so that's when I started thinking about, okay, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, I like real estate. I could buy some properties. I could live off the rent. I could do that. And then you have some money there just in case. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Yeah. And so here I am now I have four properties. So, <laughs> so I did good. So I did that in those 10 years. Cause at 50 to, and I'm going to be 60 in February. So that's my 10 years. Uh, and I'm not saying that's going to be the only property <laughs> I'll have, but there it is. And now at 60, now it's time to have fun again. <laughs> I had, I did the touring and the traveling and I did all that kind of fun. I didn't wait until retirement. I did all that. And then at, you know, at 50, I kind of went all serious and said, okay, I should, I should probably do something to, you know, feel that little bit of security. <laughs> so. so what is fun for you at this point? What, fun? what is fun for you? Everything is fun. You know what? We just went, we just had a three day conference in uh, in a place called Collingwood here in Canada, which is about two hours north of where I live here. And uh, even there, I had a ton of fun. Like we danced before we started each session, like and then a meeting everyone and people that we've had on Zoom all this time. Right. Because you know, there, there's not enough uh, live events now. So that like that's exciting. So to me, that's fun. It's work, but it's still fun. I have fun. Everything I do. Right. Like you have to. That's you true. Have to. Even when I write my books, this is what I do. I take my phone and I email it to myself and I do this while I'm out in the park walking my dog because I'm now getting an inspiration because after I do the walk, I sit down by the water and I meditate and then I, I, down, I start downloading my books then. So, oh, that's a great way to do it because I know I've sat in front of the computer before and go, oh, no, I don't want to be here in front of the screen, but that would be so much easier. 
Yeah, I put it on email and then I just, I talk into it. There's all kinds of spelling mistakes that you got to work through, but it doesn't matter because my publisher, <laughs> as you know him too, Robert J. Moore, he, he, uh, he has a, a really great editor. So <laughs> he fixes all of my spelling mistakes because <laughs> I told her, I said, you know, I talk into it. So if you see a weird word, just call me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit about making friends. You said, you know, being an only child, you always made friends easily. And now the playing field is kind of different. You know, we're having to actually, we're not going into work. We're not, you know, some of us, still aren't going to the grocery store um what is your advice for people especially maybe introverts or people who don't make friends as easily what any tips or advice on how to actually connect with people or how to start a conversation uh join groups you know join groups if you want to meet people uh i do a lot of networking i love networking to me a networking event is just another party so if it's breakfast we're going to have a breakfast party Okay, so, you know, uh, even when we do like door knocking or we do cold calling, like it's just be yourself. Um, you know, I do this thing called uh, self-impairment reset mastermind where now I, I'm doing uh, self-love with a friend of mine and I'm doing um, imposter syndrome actually today at 1130. We're going to go live. So if you want to join us live, that's great. It'll be all over Facebook and stuff. And it's just that, like, just be yourself, be your authentic self. Don't, don't, um, don't hold back and don't think, oh, well, they're not going to like me. You know, they're not going to like me if I do that. You know, when I was a kid and I came to Canada and I didn't know how to speak English in those first six weeks, um, it was we came September 30th. So it was cold very quickly. And I had boots, you know, so we would take the boots off and we would have whatever shoes in school. And <laughs> there was a little kid, you know, kids, kids are, they do stupid things, right? So he actually put water into my boots, not just mine, there was other people <laughs> he was interested in. It wasn't just me. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, he must have had the hots for you. He must have really liked you, like a great one. <laughs> he put water into my boots. <laughs> And my parents were like, why would he do that? Like, I don't understand. And I'm like, that. I don't know, but you got to bring me some dry boots. Like, I'm not going home like this. So that was kind of funny. And what was interesting is I was in the country for two weeks and I was in school, in the school, and I was coming out and I was at the door and someone snapped a picture of me and it ended up in the local paper. So whatever write up they were doing on the school, they decided to use that picture. And I'm like, how did this even happen? Is this like... So, like no I wasn't even trying I was literally like and I'm going like this because the door was like super heavy I actually remember and I was holding it like this and I'm going okay <laughs> sign of me being in the media um I love talking to people I'll just say hi you know because most of the time people are either you know they're trying to be polite they're trying to be professional they're trying to be whatever if you just come to them and say hey how's it going you know how are you or or you know tell me about you tell me about you people love talking about themselves like look at me talking here the whole time as long as you want how long do we have you know uh, people love talking about themselves so ask them questions about them hey how did you do this or or wow that's fascinating i can connect and try to find something to connect with with them on like I can connect with almost anyone we could have something in common you could be a doctor and I could be this but at some point if we converse and start talking oh you wrote a book too that's so cool and then let's talk about that and then get excited right but not like oh so you wrote a book mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah get excited you know and you know what it's life get excited life is fun we're not here for that long of a time really if we, if we live to be a hundred, when you think about it in the grand scheme of the entire universe, a hundred years, not that much, mm -hmm. really. Right. <laughs> so really not. it's really not. Yeah. Get excited. Talk to people. Don't be scared. I say hi to people on the street. We walk <laughs> in the park. I say hi, unless I'm talking on the phone, but even then I'll still nod. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. When I go for my walks. Yeah, exactly. I love people. I love people. That's, that's, whatever business I'm in, as long as it's 
got to do with talking to people and helping people, help guiding them. That seems to be my bottom line purpose. So as long as I'm, I could be doing a real estate transaction, real estate, everyone's like, oh, how do you be a real estate transaction and a coach at the same time? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know how much coaching I do during a real estate transaction? People are terrified. What first time buyers are like, like they're scared to death of this. This is the biggest transaction of their life for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, I now I, I also work with investors, right? A lot. So they're used to it. They just like crank out the, yep, yep, I'll take it. Yep, I don't care. I don't need to see it. I'll see it. Yeah, it did get right up the offer, you know. And then you've got, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. We're scared. What if we do this? What if we do that? Oh, no, we can't go up another 5,000 and I'm like really 5,000 you know two days from now isn't even going to seem like a lot Mm -hmm. so yeah so there's there's a lot of you know people 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we've talked about so many things why don't you talk about um first of all what services what are you doing now is there a way that people could connect with you and if so how do they connect with you where do they connect with you uh, maybe talk about what books you have now because we've just talked about so many things everything you just kind of kind of put a have like some bullet points and tell us what are you doing now and sure. where do we find you try to try to yes. it all into one. <laughs> well this is the first book in my series of 12 books so empowerment I've- reset Self-empowerment reset is the whole sort of gist of everything that I do. So self-empowerment reset is the name of every book. And then each one will have a different subtitle. So this one is the perfect time is now it's been out now for about three months ish. And it just went into Barnes and Noble and it's going into chapters and Indigo here in Canada, which is the Barnes and Noble version. And uh, it's going in on internationally, blah, blah, blah. So you can, you can get this pretty much anywhere. Now it's, it's always been available on Amazon. Now the next one is just about ready. Uh, in about two weeks, it'll be ready to go to press. It's getting edited as we speak. And I'm still waiting for a few people's chapters. So the next one is going to be called Self-Impairment Reset, Radical Self-Love. So these are my huge passions because my whole idea and behind the whole pivot is to get the message out to as many people internationally as possible. So that seems to be my new focus is go international. Um, I also do a podcast. (laughs) It's called Meditation Millionaire. So, and because the two words are so <laughs> interesting, and then you put them together and people are like, wow, that's a good name. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do that one as well. Uh, we, we do a lot of sort of marketing because it goes out into like 200 countries. People use, will come onto the show, uh, they get an IMDB credit and, you know, they get a commercial, they get a logo reveal, blah, blah, blah. So that's a really good one. Um, also real estate, uh, I, I'm thinking of doing some international. I just spoke to someone in the Cayman Islands who wants me to rep them here in Canada. So we're thinking about that and other possibilities. Um, I'm actually going to be focusing, uh, a lot on the books, of course, uh, but I'm also doing a meditation pocket size book right now that I'm putting together and uh, I'm going to put a course together. We're, we're doing some um, meditation courses that people can uh, automate it, that they can take sort of with them either on the road or wh- wherever they want. And then I'm going to be putting some courses together. I do one-on-one coaching. I've been doing coaching forever, um, not forever, but maybe close to 40 years. And <laughs> Let me see what else do I do? <laughs> Did I miss something? Uh, <laughs> I don't well, know. Where do people get a hold of you? Do you oh, have yes. a website or do you? I just had social media. So meditationmillionaire.com and sorry, not meditation. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Meditation Minute with Marianne. Um, so that, yeah, I didn't even speak about that. That was kind of born about a year and a bit ago when I wanted to offer some meditation uh, to people who were scared of meditating. Maybe they've never meditated. 
and I want I, I wanted to sort of introduce them to meditation. So I did it uh, meditation minute with Marianne. And I thought if I do it for one minute, people can do anything for one minute. Mm -hmm. You can get them to jump up and down if, if they hate jumping. But for one minute, they'll they'll agree to anything. So uh, so then I just kind of stuck with that name. And now it's going to be a book. And that's my website. Uh, I am all over Facebook. You can't miss me. Uh, and my name is unique enough that I'm really easy to find. So Marianne Pageant and Facebook, LinkedIn. I am on Twitter. I'm not really on there that much. I probably should be on more. Same thing with um, Instagram. I should probably be on there more, but I am on there. Uh, YouTube, uh, spiritual touch one one at gmail.com is my email and you can email me anytime and i work also with robert j moore at magnetic entrepreneur uh i help him out with the books we're doing a guinness book of world records on november 13th if anyone wants to participate i'm going to be a holder a, a guinness book of world record holder and what else what else um, he has some books that I'm helping him out with too. The spiritual CEO is one of them. That's the next one. So if you are interested in contributing a chapter, uh, these are some really great, great books. We're going to be helping a lot of people. They're going to be international and a lot of people are going to get helped all at once. And international retreats, I'm going to get back to once, once the door is fully open here. Sorry. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like I said at the beginning, just multifaceted here, multifaceted. That's fun. And you know what? Just, just so you all know, this is how I live and I do okay. And I'm good. So when someone tells you, aren't you doing too much? Like they been telling me my whole life oh you should you should really go get a job and that would be so much better and I'm like mm, not for me not for my personality it can be done you just have to follow your heart and follow your passion and listen to your own intuition not not other people's you know that's it's hard to tune out other people's uh voices but it can be done Exactly. Now, was there um, ever times where you actually had challenges or things didn't work because you're very positive and you, you know, you uh, told us about so many wonderful things you've done, but were there things that you actually tried or did and they didn't work out? And when they didn't work out, how did you pull yourself up and get your mindset right again so you could keep going to the next thing? Uh, keep going is really honestly, probably my motto, I can and I will. And that's it. And so you can't as an entrepreneur, if you really want to be successful, you have to get a little educated. So life educated, not, you know, you can take some courses, there's things you can learn. But part of your education is doing or opening up a business and failing. <laughs> that's part of your education. You know, succeeding is equally as part of your education. Now, succeeding is so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So much more fun. <laughs> However, once you do this, you're like, yeah, I won't be doing that again. <laughs> and I've learned, you know, and I've had the pleasure of filing for bankruptcy once in my life. And I'm going to tell you that was, uh, I had separated from my husband and maybe not even it was a few months, I, I, I maybe six months later, I had to file for bankruptcy. So it was a tough time in my life. I'm not going to lie, like that wasn't easy. Um, and even if we're amicable, and it's just because we grew up hard, and it was just, you know, it's not going to be easy on your psyche and your heart to do a separation that that's a big deal. They always say, you know, closing a business, separating or divorcing, losing a loved one, and bankruptcy. Those are like four really tough, tough things other than, you know, having to deal either with an illness or, you know, something like that. So I didn't have that, but I did have the bankruptcy. I remember going to the, uh, the trustee's office and signing the papers. <laughs> he just like, he, when I say slammed, he wasn't, it wasn't in a negative way. He just put the papers in front of me. It's just like this stack of papers it took me, I think it was about two and a half hours of signing. 
he gave me I, the like I picked up the pen and the tears started rolling mm -hmm. and he put down I think I, I may have used two boxes of Kleenex I'm not sure he put the boxes of Kleenex in front of me and I it did not stop the entire time and it's funny because I I did my crying and whatnot before that but when I finally made the decision and the day finally came that I had to go there and, and I prepped as much as I could for everything, you know, psychologically and otherwise, and I picked up the pen and I'm signing and I'm signing it. But I mean like this, <gasps> these unstoppable tears, <laughs> I finished signing and the, there was this waiting period. You had to wait for the trip, you know, or whatever. And I was fine. Like I was fine. I left the office and I remember walking outside and it was actually a beautiful sunny day. And I was like, oh, well, that's done. And, <laughs> and I literally moved on and I didn't cry about it anymore. Like whatever crying I had to, what was left inside of me got taken care of in those two and a half hours. And then I was like, okay, for the next nine months, I have to do this, you know, and then because there's a process. And then I'm like, okay, how do I start getting my credit back? Because keep in mind, I'd already worked at a bank. So I'm like, how do I, how do I get my credit back? Credit, credit, credit score, credit score, credit score, back, 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 life, back, life, life. How do I get this? And then now it's like, I will never, ever put myself into a position to do this again. I'm done. This was my lesson. I don't need to be doing this. I know they say to become zillionaires, you have to do it like six or seven times. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and so that actually, I think, you know, it, when you go that low, there's no place for you to go, but up, like you can't possibly go anywhere else, but up. So that in my mind, always like, no, no, you're going to do this. And da, 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 and, da, 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 da. and sometimes things worked and I tried this and that, and I do, I do lots of networking still. I didn't even talk about my vitamin thing that I, and skincare, cause I, I don't think I'll ever get away from skincare, right? Like I had a spa for 11 years. Well, yeah. I didn't even talk about that. I had a spa for 11 years. So I like, um, skincare. So now I just, sell the skincare and the vitamins and the supplements, right? So I've probably tried 25 network marketing companies. And um, I think because a lot of times you, you like the product, but you go in it for the money. Whereas now I love the product. I'm doing it because of the product. If there's some money that comes out of it, that's great. If not, that's okay. Again, I'm helping people with their skin, with their health, with their, you know, it's just an, it's an addition to everything else I do. So yeah, bankruptcy, bankruptcy, divorce, uh, both my parents died. Uh, both, both of them had dementia. Both of them ended up in nursing homes. I'm an only child. I'm the only one that had to deal with the finances, with all the emotions, with all of trying to get them in there, trying to deal with the system, um, hospitals. I mean, I can't, you know, it's, it, it, it's a long, long time. So not, not easy, not easy. Dementia is very difficult to deal with. So here's these two people that barely recognize who you are. But I also, because I work with energy, I could always tell that both of them could feel who I, who I am. They might not know they're looking at me like, I don't know who you are, but I think you're someone I know mm -hmm. and someone who's nice to me. And so like, it's that unexplainable energy of, I kind of sort of recognize you, you know? So I had to go there, not had to, I, I enjoyed going there to visit them and, you know, getting them clothes and all that kind of stuff. And then you still have to go on here and try to survive and get yourself out of bankruptcy, <laughs> right? Like you still have to go off and do this. So th this is easy what I'm doing now <laughs> compared to that. Wow. So when you find yourself in those places, sometimes, um, you know, I've heard of like, sometimes they call it law of attraction or changing your mindset. And they say to imagine as if you have the circumstances the way you want them to be. In other yep. words, I want my credit to be good now. And I want to be successful in my business. 
when you're in those times when it's really hard, what tools or how did you work on getting to that place again? I am a journal addict or journalaholic. Um, I have here, these are just two that I can actually get to, but I have journals, look at this. There's like massive amounts of everything everywhere. I have journals everywhere. Um, and I even have a little one that I put in my purse, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I will jot down things. And if there's no purse, there's always the phone and <laughs> we do the voice thing again. <laughs> so I journal uh, everything and that's my that's how I visualize actually. So while I do have a visual board, I actually journal more and I will journal literally every day. Like I will just write down, yep, I love my new house. I love my new condo. I love my new car. I love my new whatever, whatever it is, right? I had this, uh, I really wanted to buy myself this amazing water filtration. Uh, it's by Kangen. I'm sure lots of people have heard about it. And it's quite a bit. So the shower and the, the shower attachment and, and the uh, water filtration, it comes out to just over $10,000. So that's a, you know, that's a chunk to pay for some of my friends are going, oh, I can't believe you spent. Yeah, but it's water. And I'm super passionate about clean water. Mm -hmm. uh, I drink a lot of water. I'm not a pop drinker. I like my food. That's unfortunately <laughs> that I could work on a little more, but but water is really great and um, it's super important. I also like to get involved in, in a water filter program in third world countries. I, I just think that at this stage of the game, we should all be able to have clean water. Like, I don't understand why the world has dirty water. Like there's enough money and people in this world that we should all not be, no one should ever be hungry. I don't know. I don't, we could talk about that one forever, but the water is like, come on. I, I'm watching little kids drinking that dry, um, bug infested water. No, no, that, that shouldn't at this day and age, we should not be doing that. Like shame on us as a human race for not handling something like that. <laughs> you know, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have the same passion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all, <laughs> you know, we could do better. We could do better and we, you know, we need to help and that's what it is. So I can do this good. And so I'm happy at helping others, right? I'm not a dentist. Don't come to me for dentistry because I'm not a dentist, but, and, uh, you know, and I'm not, I don't know. Uh, I'm not an engineer. Oh gosh. I'm really not an engineer <laughs> and I'm definitely not an accountant. Don't come to me for accounting. I can account, I can account my own books, but <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, when you find your passion and you got to figure out what you're good at. And usually if you're good at it, you usually are happy doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're happy doing it. And that's why you're good at it. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. And share, share with others and just get the word out and don't be shy and don't be scared. Mm -hmm. So just something personal, what gives you the most happiness in your life right now? Honestly, when I see, when I'm, when I'm working with a client or, you know, even if it's a friend and we're just chatting or whatever, and I see that shift in the person where they finally get it. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It is about me. And I have to do, you know, I have to focus more on me. And when they like, you know, some, cause I work a lot with women. And the kids will come first, the husband will come first, everyone, the neighbors will come first, the other family, every, the dog will come first, everyone will come first before her. And so when she finally takes that little bit of, and just starts taking that first step, like, you know what, I'm going to go for a manicure. And even though she feels guilty about it, the first 10 times she does it, <laughs> she still does it. I'm going to go for a pedicure. I'm going to go carve this little bit of time out and starts doing that self-love or starts putting herself first to shift. And, and for people to understand that when you do that shift, that's when other really great things will come to you. So while you're sitting here stressing over money, it's when you do the self-love that's when the money comes to you or that's when the jobs come to you. That's when, where things start to align because we're meant to take care of ourselves. <laughs> we're meant to be awesome. We're not meant to be, oh, I 
can't have this, I can't have that. So, you know, some of that scarcity mindset where I came from, like, you know, I think I had to end up in bankruptcy to be able to help other people, right? Like, and, and where my mindset was, you know, I mean, think about it. It was the separation and this, and it's like, oh, wow, am I going to do this on my own now? You know, how's this going to happen? Like, what's going to happen? Like, my parents told me my whole life that, you know, you need the, you know, the husband of this, the family, like, and I didn't have that. And I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing? What am I doing? And you question the pants off of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you learn how, and then you share with others, right? That's right. Yeah. That's, that's how we can help people with our own experiences. Right. When you think about the people who teach piano are the people who know how to play a piano. <laughs> they, they teach guitar because they play you know they they know how to play guitar I'm not going to teach you how to play guitar <laughs> I don't know how right so you do you know thank goodness we're all different right and when you when you start embracing that we're all different I still sometimes haven't learned that in traffic I still in traffic would be <sighs> How do you not know how to change lanes? <laughs> you know, I'm still, I still know it's okay, but it's once you embrace that every person is different and that we all have some, something to give, right? Like you can't be like me, but you know, that we get stuck, you know, people are, are, they're taught to be like this. Then they're like, I, I have friends, you know, they, they still do that. And it's like, well, how come you're doing this, this way and this way and this way. And as soon as they come in here, they're like, Oh, I want you to change this. I think you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, but I like it like this. <laughs> Did you ask me if I like it? Did you ask me if I want, you know, so you should embrace the differences in people. Right. As long as they're not annoying, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, they're not screaming and yelling and, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's some people are just, or they drink and they're just, you know, they're loud all the time. And it's like, you can't have any peace. Like, I love social. I love being social. But my meditation time, my alone time, you know, it's interesting because I probably have more friends than any of my friends have. And when COVID hit and there was a lot of isolation, I did really good because mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I can do time by myself. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's a learned, that's a learned thing for me. Right. Cause sort of, because I was alone because I was an only child, but I always had a lot of people around me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I can be by myself. Mm -hmm. I can take, I can read, I can, you know, whatever. And now yeah. it's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> so life is good and life is fun and you should always have fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today thank and you. for your stories and wisdom. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I love getting the word out and I just, I love, hopefully this will help someone, you know, hopefully some of my stories, um, you know, this is also what I do with my podcast is, you know, people who have overcome adversity and have stepped into their greatness. That's, we all have something that we're dealing with. So you know what, just keep going, surround yourself with really great people. Um, let some of the negative ones go, even if they are family, try not to see them as much. <laughs> and just stay positive and go step into your greatness, go take that first step and don't wait for some perfect condition and perfect time and this and that it's never going to be perfect <laughs> it's never going to be perfect just go and do it and start now now today all right well thank you so much <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon thank you and i hope everyone has a great day <laughs>